I guess one of the things that's that's pretty exciting for me is Baratza was successful. Mm. And um, so I think my business partner and I, when we started the company, both wanted a company that we wanted to work for and that was meaningful and purposeful. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode one of what is bound to be my favorite series of this whole year because I have the fabulous Kira Kennedy back on the podcast. Kira, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Lee, for it's so exciting to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. You are my hands down easily, no disrespect to anyone who comes on the podcast, but you are hands down and easily my favorite person to have on the podcast. Every year I make sure that you're on the podcast and this, I left it this late this year for a reason and we'll talk about it through this series. Um, But in this series, we're going to be talking about leading yourself and others in challenging times. It is the end of 2023. It is... A very strange time in the world. It is a very strange time in our industry. Um, and for me, there is no other example in my life, in my business life, there is no other person that has set the example for me uh, quite like you have. And in my personal life, you uh, you occupy that same position. You are the person who is in my head as someone who I have challenging conversations with when I need to make decisions. So when it came to having a conversation about leadership during this time, there wasn't, it wasn't even a thought. So we're going to, as we talk about leadership in these challenging times, we're going to take a look at particularly what it's like to lead yourself. What it, and we're going to challenge some of the status quo around some definitions and what it means to be in business and to explore these kinds of leaderships. Um, in today's episode specifically, we're going to talk about the principles of successful leadership. Now, you as the former CEO of Baratza, you built a company that to today, when I mention your name, the reaction that I get from people and usually the 10 to 15 minute conversation about you that ensues after that leaves the impression on people that they are more capable than they realize they are because of the imprint that you have left on them. So when it comes to successful leadership, how do you personally define that? That being such a subjective thing, how do you personally define successful leadership? Well, I think the reason it's so difficult is most of us have a view of what leadership is, Mm -hmm. and that leadership is someone is in front, and they're telling us what to do and where we're going. And I have always struggled with that, but I would say leadership for me would be defined as leader with not leader in front of and success we all have different views of what success is and our culture really 
oftentimes says success is how much money you have, how big a title you have, um, how many people you might be in charge of. Whereas I really look at success as creating a future where we thrive together. And whether in a company that that does mean that you have to make profit and you have to be a healthy company and you have to be able to pay people, you have to create a product that people actually want to buy. But it also means how do we, what does a future where we thrive together really mean? And it means something about how do we have a planet mm-hmm. where uh, that can exist forever? How do we build communities of people that are working together um, to solve the problems and the struggles of each of us? How do we create a product that is sustainable and takes care of some issue that people have? And how do we take care of each person for who they are? And it it's very different than saying, we want to sell as many of these widgets as we possibly can so that a few of us can be very, very wealthy. Um, and yeah, the widgets have to solve a problem, but are they solving a problem for our world, for our community, for the people? Is there meaning and purpose in that? So for me, that's what successful leadership is, which is different partly because if you're going to lead with, you have to be able to listen and find out what everybody cares about. The part that I struggle with and I could really use your help with is that when I talk about leadership that way, inevitably there's somebody that says, that's so naive. Help me, help me with that. Because I know it's not naive, but oftentimes I think, well, it's naive based on your perspective of the world, right? But how do we take it beyond that? How do we help people understand the dire necessity that we come together as people to build shit that matters? Well, I think I have the same problem because I've always felt naive. And okay. I even feel naive saying it out loud that I, what I really care about is that we thrive together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess one of the things that's that's pretty exciting for me is Baratza was successful. Mm. And um, so I think my business partner and I, when we started the company, both wanted a company that we wanted to work for and that was meaningful and purposeful. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. And so the company was really designed with a lot of those values to begin with and it was just two of us so for me i just hated it when a customer would call and be unhappy with something and i had to say well 
sorry, that's out of warranty, or, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have that part, or I'm sorry, we can't solve that problem. I just hated that. And so to be able to, to design a company and a product around how do we in general say yes, and if we have to say no, that we have an explanation for it, or we really, it fits with the value of what we're trying to offer the world. And so we started it and it never was about success for me anyway, of how big are we going to get? How many, how much money are we going to make? How many continents are we gonna be on? None of that was important. It really started one step at a time of how do we develop a product that people really want? How do we then find the customers that want that? How do we take care of those customers? And so I think most of the leaders I know start a company and the whole idea of the company is to be successful. And success mm. means profitability. Money. But what was nice about about our 20-year run of Baratza is it worked. And many mm. people would define Baratza as a successful company because uh, we ended up um, uh, being well-known throughout the world. We The product was highly respected. The company ended up being purchased. And so there was this statement or this stamp that came out that said this was successful. And so when I get, when I talk, people have a harder time saying, you're naive, that will never work, because it did. And yeah. I feel very lucky. Uh, and what is luck? I think you work hard. You do a lot of things right. And sometimes you're not successful. Um, failure doesn't mean you did it wrong. It it might mean lots of different things. But sometimes you work hard, you do the right thing, and you're successful. Sometimes you work hard, you do the right thing, and you're not successful. It so happened that with Baratza, we were pretty successful. And so it's easier for me to think, no, I'm not naive, at least in the situation I was in, creating a future where people thrive was part of what we did. What would you say was your leading principle that guided you during that time? Well, what I would say looking back, mm -hmm is is care and it's to treat people with dignity mm. and respect and care and and i would say it's an aspiration i can't say that i always did that or that we always did it as a company but I would say that we really did aspire to listen to people and treat them with respect. 
understanding that we don't understand what's going on with people when we're talking to them. We don't know what their backgrounds or what just happened to them or, or whatever. And so how do we give people the benefit of the doubt? And how do we treat them as kindly as we can um, all the time? How big a part of success does listening play? Well, I just can't even imagine how anybody is successful if they're not listening. And something as simple as how do you how do you create a product that is going to fulfill people's needs if you're not listening and watching what is needed? Now a lot of people mm. don't know what they what they need or they don't know what would solve the problem and when you ask them they think they know but the idea of being able to listen to what it is people care about what it is that is broken for them and what you you want to create that's going to solve that problem that they might not even know they need mm. so listening to I think, again, it's not just listening to people. It's listening to the community, the market, the the world of what would solve this problem. Of um, And a coffee grinder is obviously a pretty simple thing. But when we started, people were, were either bringing home coffee that was ground um, a long time ago, or they were buying it and they were having it ground at a coffee shop. So it might have been ground a couple of weeks before, or they were buy they were grinding it on a little blur blade that they really actually had no control over the conformity of um, the coffee grounds. Mm. So to introduce a product that allowed them to have some control and grind fresh um, seemed like a great idea, although people didn't know they needed it and they sure as heck didn't want to spend a lot of money to do it because <laughs> it was free to get it done at the coffee shop for $30 to buy a little blade grinder and do it. Mm. So the idea of creating something at the time, I remember saying, oh, it's $130 and people just being shocked shocked and um and now you look at coffee grinders for the home that are a thousand dollars and right. there's all kinds of them and um and so it's that being able to see possibilities and realizing that solving the problem the different people have different problems some people don't care if the the coffee is ground fresh some people don't care if it's all the same size so what is it they care about and how big a market do you need and we ended up starting with a tiny market of people and as specialty coffee grew more people got interested in grinding coffee so were we taking care of something huge no but what we were doing is we were taking care of something that mattered to people and we created something that solved that problem so listening, I think, 
listening is paramount. It sounds like the part of the secret sauce. Like when we're talking about principles in leadership, it, I feel like listening is something that isn't done enough. People want to tell pe- their customers and their colleagues and their employees. They want to tell them what they're supposed to do. They want to tell them what needs to happen next rather than listening and being curious. I mean, that's definitely something that I've observed whenever I've spoken to your former staff. The one thing that they, everybody, hands down, whether they're customers or whether they are staff, have all said to me, with Kira, you feel seen. You feel heard. And that's a real testament, which is why I asked you how important it was to listen because nobody feels seen or heard when they're being talked at. And it is something you just go on, please. That that really stood out to me. They had to interrupt you to say it. Is listening is um, first of all, you have to have people that want to tell you something. And I think it's so interesting Mm. that if you read anything about leadership or team building today, everything says create psychological safety. Yes. And so what does create psychological safety mean and why does it matter? Yeah. Well, if you know everything... And you don't need people to share what they care about, then you don't have to create psychological safety because you really don't want anybody to tell you anything anyway. And we all know leaders like that. Oh, and so it's so funny because I keep, I just was, I think in 2014, Google did this big analysis of their teams and they were saying, what makes a great team? And, and, At the end of it, psychological safety was the number one thing that if you're going to have a team, you want people to agree to a vision of where you're going, support each other, tell you what's going wrong. And if you don't even have psychological safety, nobody is going to tell you what you don't want to hear because it's deadly. So whether we are talking about our employees or our customers, there has to be some sense that the person who's asking the question or the person that's offering to solve the problem actually knows what the problem is or Mm. was interested enough to find that out, which means you have to listen. And you have to then say, this is what I heard and This is how I think we solve the problem. Now, you thought we should solve it here, and I think we need to go here. But really, it came from what you told me the problem was. And so I think it's like, what is sustainability? Um, Well, (laughs) sustainability (laughs) can mean lots of things to lots of people. And sometimes what people say is sustainability, you go, well, I don't see how that's making our planet a better place. But this 
might not count as sustainability, but mm. it actually makes a bigger difference in how our planet is going to exist. So I'm defining it differently. So so I, I've gone all over the place. No, 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 so, <laughs> you haven't. I'm enamored by how we get to a place at the end of a, a conversation where I'm learning things from you after I don't know how many years you and I have been having conversations, but you just handed me an idea that I haven't thought of before. I've never thought of like the fact that a leader, it's a privilege for a leader to have people who want to talk to them that need to be heard. That's a part of privileged leadership in the best way possible, right? Well. Well, we definitely can look around at leaders that want to surround themselves by people who want to tell them whatever they say is right. And I guess some of them are successful, right. defined as, and yet I don't see them creating a place where the people around them want to share their ideas and dis and uncomfortable fail. things right and say and and for me i didn't know it all i still don't know it all and i i get my head handed to me pretty regularly about people who see things from a different point of view and usually when i get that information it helps me see the world differently and be able to see problems differently and so i just think that whole psychological safety listening creating a place mm. where people are solving problems together uh and um instead of my way is the only way we can solve that problem and i I just, I look at our world and say, that's not working. No, not at all. I mean, I feel like it's so 1990s to lead a company like that. <laughs> and, and yet and I, I say <laughs> over, over 60, 70% of the companies are still being led that way. And I we were lucky at Bratza because we were privately held, so there weren't there weren't um, investors involved. There wasn't we weren't public. Uh, nobody was looking at you know are they making enough money? All that really matters were we paying our people? Were we um, delivering to our customers? Paying our bills. Um, that's all that really mattered. Mm -hmm. So I can't I can't talk about what it would be like to run a company that is had a fiduciary duty to its shareholders. Exactly, that's a whole different story. Yeah, and and it's one that I'm really investigating personally as an investor mm. to say, wow, do I. Are the returns of the company more important than the values and purpose of the company? Um, and uh, that's a question that I think all of us are going to have to come to deal with because it's easy to say, "Oh, what I care about is a is a 
a planet that can exist, but I want to make sure I'm making a lot of money by investing in a company that build we builds weapons or a company that's selling, you know, drugs at an exploitative amount. Um, and on and on and on. And yes. on and on and on. The, and this yeah. leads us perfectly into the discussion for the next episode, which is leading yourself. Like what you've just talked about there is a demonstration of somebody leading themselves into a decision. So join us in the next episode, folks. We're going to have a conversation about what it means to lead yourself. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.